0: Um, thanks for having such a light spirit and having so much fun today. Life, I think, is as simple as is the human heart. I think the human heart is such, it's as simple as that. You know, you look at an engine, anybody into motors, cars, any antiques, classics? Yeah? A few of you? I love, I love classic cars, but the most important part of a car is its engine. Um, if you fly, the most important part of an airplane is the cockpit, because that's a lot of important things happen in there, and that's the most important part. And as human beings, the most important part of us is our heart. And that's what God's doing. God's often, he's just going into us individually, and he's saying, I want to talk to you about your heart. I want to talk to you about your heart. So today, uh, if you could turn in your Bible with me to Psalm chapter 52, verse 8. Psalm chapter 52, verse 8. Let's take a look at this verse. Psalm chapter 52, verse 8. David is writing. It's God. <laughs> he's like calling somebody. <laughs> Psalm 52, verse 8. Listen to this. Listen to the heart of, of David as he's writing and he may be writing in a temple he, he at this time he may be somewhere in god's presence maybe looking in the temple at this olive tree but watch as he writes this what he says but i am like an olive tree thriving in the house of god i trust in god's unfailing love forever and ever i will praise you forever o god For what you have done, I will wait for your mercies in the presence of your people. Isn't that cool? I just think that's cool. And I imagine David just sitting in that temple, looking in the temple courts, perhaps at an olive tree that's this big, strong olive tree. And he's saying, You know what, God? That's what I'm like. I want to be like that olive tree in your presence. I was in Jerusalem uh, a few years ago, and when I was there, I walked among the Garden of Gethsemane, and the Garden of Gethsemane is actually the place of olive trees. A Gethsemane was an olive press. There were these big stone, um, they were really large, but they had this mechanism where they would put the olives in and they would drop this stone on top of the other big stone. And the oil, because it was crushed out, and you can see the imagery here, even the beauty of the scriptures is Jesus and his final hours are walking through the Garden of Gethsemane and the oil is being crushed out of these olives, much like was going to happen with him. Um, but one thing about these olive trees is the tour guide was talking to us. They said these olive trees probably were there when Jesus walked through the garden, this place. You may be looking at the very same olive trees that Jesus was looking at, which was amazing. The Greeks used to say that the olive tree would last forever because as parts of it died, new parts were growing and they would last thousands of years. The Greeks said the tree never dies. But here you have David in the temple, and he's looking at this olive tree, and he's saying, I want to be like that. God, let me be like that. I want to talk to you about a couple of things this morning. The first point is simply this. Let's love Jesus. Let's love God because he's true. Let's love him because he's true. Let's love him because he's true, because he's true. I love being here uh, as I fell in love with my wife-to-be here. Standing in this spot is so unique for me because I'm remembering her walking down the aisle right there. And I cried like a baby. She didn't cry at all. What's up with that? But I'm I'm up here, bottom lip going like shaking, you know, trying to be tough, but I couldn't I couldn't fake it because the bottom lip's going. And she walked through with this beautiful dress, and it was just a few days, really, a few days before that that she was in the hospital for six weeks. She had, had had a stroke, and we the biggest thing for us was that she would be able to actually walk down the aisle. Was anybody at that wedding? It's here. Anybody that was at my wedding? Oh, you were at my wedding. They, I, I remember you. I see it So thank you, you guys. Thank you. That was a fit. I just threw a fit right now. I don't know what just happened, but I got excited. <sighs> yeah, uh, she came. I couldn't date that whole first year. And I was in this program where we dedicated our lives to God and we couldn't date in this year. And I was in my second year, and she walked up to the front door, and I was greeting, and I opened the doors, and I'm greeting people, and then I saw her, the girl I saw in 7-Eleven. I saw her. She just, my heart dropped. I got dumb. Guys, why, what happens when we see a pretty girl, we get dumb? It's like we, we don't know what to say. We lose all intelligence whatsoever. It's all gone. Our moment to be the coolest thing on planet Earth, and it's just nothing, empty, nothing. I'm like, uh, I forgot how to shake a person's hand. Is she standing in front of me? It's like, uh, she walks in. I go to my sister, and I'm like, Summer, that's the girl I saw in Seven Eleven. I'm so in love. I'm so in love. It was like, you know, when your heart, like old Bugs Bunny shows, right? Bugs, old the boy Bugs sees the girl Bugs. They walk by, pass each other. And then his heart, he he turns around and he looks, and his heart comes out of his chest. Do you remember that one? The heart comes out of the chest and starts bouncing around, spinning, the smoke coming off the heart. It goes out, back, out, back, and comes back in. That's what happened for me. That's what happened for me. And I knew that that was my wife. I knew she was. And now we have two beautiful children. One is 12, one is four. And God just did so much. But you know when something arrests your heart? It, the most powerful part of a human being is the heart. And God wants to first get our hearts, and then he'll start to transform our mind by the renewing of his spirit, by understanding the words of scripture, because he wants us to have the proper image of him, and ethically he wants us to know how to live our lives in a way that's pleasing to him, and in a way that's not going to hurt us, us, because he cares so much about us, but it all begins at the heart. It all begins at the heart. May we love God in our hearts because he is true. He's true. He's just flat out true. Anybody ever been to Joshua Tree? In Southern, anybody been to Southern California before? Disneyland or some? a few of you? There is a park that's extravagant called Joshua Tree. You've heard of the band U2. Some of you, the band U2, their album is called Joshua Tree. They named it Joshua One of their greatest albums is called Joshua Tree because they went in this park and they saw these monstrous rock formations. There are certain things that we see in life where we think, God, you're true. I see that. And I can't think of anything but you. You must be true. God is true. Let's love him in truth. One of the things about this generation, my generation and younger, is we, we are great at video games, Angry Birds, right? Yeah. Great at, great at all these different things. We'll go on and we'll watch movies. We love film. We love entertainment. We love Music, we love all these things. But one of the things that I see is I work with young adults all the time, high school, younger, college age. I see there's less and less every year, less and less of a love for the text, for a love for scripture, where someone is hungry to know the Greek, the Hebrew, the background, the historical, memorizing the scripture, getting it in their hearts. We see this less and less over time. But may we love God in truth. May we love Him in truth. I was sitting with one of our pastors at our church, and he he's the pastor of our pastors, and I'm sitting with Mickey, and he says, Chad, what are you reading? Like, I'm well, I love the devotionals, so I'm reading classics and devotional classics, and I'm enjoying those. And I love to get in the Psalms and Proverbs and throughout the scripture. And he said, well, what, do you tend to lean towards devotional writings? I'm like, yeah, I love the heart stuff. That's just how I'm wired. And he goes, well, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to get into theology. I want you to start reading More theology. And he's like, okay, in fact, I've got a book for you. Just one second. He goes up to a shelf. He pulls out this book, and it's Systematic Theology by Grudem, and it's like four and a half inches thick. And he's like, I'm going to give you this book. And he slams it on his desk, and he looks at it, and he's like, no, I want you to read this. If you read a little bit of it every day, you'll get through it in a year. And I'm like, oh, thank you. (laughs) That's great. This is going to be an exciting read, right? You know, uh, God wants us to hunger after knowing who he is. I'm about to step into a scary journey. I haven't even talked to my family about this yet. But next year, I've applied towards a Masters of Divinity program because not that I want the MDiv. I just want to learn more about who God is. I want to know who he is. What do the scriptures tell us about him? What, are, what do we lose in translation in the original Hebrew or Greek that they, they knew of God, but we've slips away from us? May we know him in truth. May we know him in truth. Second is this. Let's know him in truth. Let's love him in truth because he's true. But second, let's love him past the layers of our lives things are constantly happening in our lives all the time and it's kind of like edwin who's painting and we're doing this little we're going to do this illustration here and i love i love edwin's work he's he is an incredible artist but he's a even greater man i love this guy for the giant heart that he's got but this will make sense here in just a minute why why we're doing it but you know layers upon layers paint layers layers sometimes Things cover the canvas of our lives or our heart. You live life, and sometimes things just happen. We hit significant pain. I'll never forget when uh, Nicole had that stroke, and my world was turned upside down. This was a couple of, eight weeks before our wedding, and uh, my world was turned upside down. I met somebody in the first service, and she was this beautiful young woman who came up to me and told me her story about this physical impossibility in her life, unless God comes in and changes things. We hit these points, and life can begin to build layers. We get older, and as we get older, we get disconnected from loving God sometimes. Uh, layers after layers, like an onion, layers after layer after layer. I think the message from God today is simply, I'm irresistible, and I love you. I I'm irresistible, and I love you. Chad, take the time to peel back some of those layers. Take the time to peel it back, because I love you. A group of professional people posed this question to a group of four- to eight-year-olds. They said, what do you think love means? Carl, at age five, said, love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. (laughs) That's what love is. Terry, at age four, said, love is what makes you smile when you're tired. That's love. Emily, at age eight, said, love is when you kiss all the time. Then when you get tired of kissing, you will want to be together even more and talk. My mommy and daddy are like that. They look gross when they kiss. Karen, 87, said, when you love somebody, your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you. Jessica, age 8, said, and finally, lastly, Jessica, age 8, said, you really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot because people forget. This idea of loving God, this idea of working past the layers of our life, loving him in truth, but also loving him past the layers, let's never let go of that. Husbands, let's never let go of loving our wife like she deserves to be loved. Like that first time you saw her when your heart dropped like from here to here, and did the Bugs Bunny spin, smoke, craziness, comes back in, and you're like, dang, she looks good. Ladies, don't you think you deserve to be looked at like that right now, right? Come on, ladies, come on. I almost got a standing ovation right there. I saw some people trying to, the husbands were getting a no sit, honey, sit down. let's love God like that let's love him like that man let's life is too short to not live it fully and be fully satisfied and God has put himself in front of us Jesus is everything and may we as a group and may we as a group just simply live life loudly for him loving him in a contagious way wherever we go because he's all that we need He's everything. I feel like I'm going to sing a song right now. He's everything, everything. Anyway, that wasn't funny. To me, it was funny, but it wasn't funny. It's like we're all getting on an airplane, and I'm going to close here in just a second, but it's like we're all getting on an airplane, all of us, and we're going to go someplace warm because today's very cold. So where do we want to go that's warm? What do you think? Hawaii? Okay, let's go to Hawaii. Hawaii? Is that cool with everybody right now? Okay, we're getting on a plane. Is that cool, man? We're going to Hawaii. Okay, he's like, ah, Hawaii. Uh." (laughs) Ah, had to be Hawaii. Okay, so we're getting on the plane. We're going to Hawaii, and we all got our tickets. We're lining up. We're getting in the plane. It's beautiful. They shut the door. And then as it's ascending into the air, as it's going into the air, as we're all excited, we're wearing our, what are those called? Lays. So we're wearing our lace. We're all excited. The captain comes on to the speakerphone and he says to everybody, okay, we're glad you're aboard. This is life. You're glad you're aboard the plane called life. The problem is this thing is going down. The plane is going down. We forgot to tell you about that at the beginning. We're sorry, but this plane's going down. In fact, we're on the descent. We're about to hit the water. It's looking bad. The plane is going down. Here's the good news though. The good news is under your seat is this parachute. And if you just simply grab that parachute, put it on, jump out of the plane because the plane's going down, you're going to be okay. Jesus is like that. Because the truth of the story, our story, is that the plane is going down. But Jesus is absolutely everything we need. And if we put him onto our life, if we get out of that plane, he's all that we need. He's everything that we need. the plane is going down come and play with me as we end um the god of the universe sent us christ sent us jesus last week or easter a couple of weeks ago now they asked me to play jesus uh um and when they asked me to play Jesus, they put me up on a cross and they lifted me up. I kept praying all week, I just because I read in this devotion that I was reading from a woman in the 1300s from Norwich, England, and she wrote this line that I couldn't stop thinking about. The line was, Jesus, I want to know you and your suffering. It was an odd request, I thought, because how often do we pray something like that? Jesus, I want to know you in your suffering. Jesus, I want to know you in your suffering. And then she felt like she had, in a time of suffering herself, seen a vision, and she wrote about it, and she saw the blood flowing from under his crown, and the words that she used was hot and flowing freely. Hot and flowing freely. All week I couldn't get that out of my mind. Hot and flowing freely. And as they lifted me up on that cross, I just wanted to feel, God, I want to I want to connect with you in a way I've never connected with you before. And just feeling this act of grace, this act of love for you and me, he's just the parachute of our lives. It's the parachute of your life. He loves you. Today we went through some hip hop. We did a little drama. We got silly with it and it was just a lot of fun. But the simple message of today is just that the God of the universe wants nothing more than your heart. He wants nothing more than your heart. That's what He wants. He just wants your heart. Distracted or feeling not ready or whatever, He's like, I want your heart. My oldest daughter, who's 12, started texting me a couple of years ago. She got a phone and she started texting me. And she texts me, and she randomly, I'll just pull out my phone, and it's the text is from her, and she'll say, "I love you, Daddy." I've got a special connection with both my girls. I love my girls, and she'll say, "I love you, Daddy," and I always write the same thing back. I put this: "Love you back, love you more. I love you back, but I love you more. I love you more." The God of the universe right now is coming out to you and he's texting your heart and he's saying, I love you. Will you love me back? Will you love me back? I love you so much. Will you love me back? The distractions that can tend to happen, the bad reports or the work or the financial pressure or whatever is going on in our lives right now, let's just... Give it to him. Let's let's peel back those onions, the layers of the onion of our lives, and just get to the root of God. I love you back. I love you back. If you can close your eyes and bow your head, a real simple morning, but also a very, very profound morning. Life truly is is simple It's the heart. It's the human heart. And that's what God wants. That's what He wants. If you're at a place in your life where you need to, you, you just feel the need to change some things. Maybe maybe you've allowed God to become common to you. Maybe he has been uh, too, t- around too long and you, many times the, that which is most common to us, we devalue over time. And you may, the prayer, prayer of your heart may be, God, I want to fear you again. I want to love you again. I want to wake up intentionally early in the morning to seek you again. As the psalmist said, early in the morning will I seek you. My soul it longs for you. I want everything to speak of you. I want to see the deer that walks by that little river and as it pants after that water and as it brings the water so I want to thirst after you. My God, Maybe it's time to take some steps back to him, to hunger again, to hunger again for him. Maybe some of us in here are at a place where we've never, we've never really given our lives to God and we, maybe today's your day where you decide, I'm yours. I follow you. Maybe some of us, it's time to be a much better, a man that loves God, your wife I don't know where you're at I don't know what's going on in you but I do feel like God is texting all of us saying love me back love me back love me back love me back if you feel that happening in you just pray with me in the privacy of your heart this prayer Father, you are so real. You're more real than anything tangible in this world. You are real. I thank you for how you have moved us today. You've moved us in worship. You've moved us towards you. You've moved me. Take All the things in me that separate me from you. All the brick walls that I've built between me and you. Take it all and destroy it. Because I can't do that. But you can. Be the remover of walls today, God. In my life. And rush in. Rush in. Thank you. For how much you love us. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Real quickly, we're almost done. I just want to turn over to Pastor here in just a second. But uh, I, this is my wedding band, and in it are actually two wedding bands. Uh, There are two. Uh, A couple of years ago, my grandfather died, and when he died, he left me his wedding ring of about 60 years. It's one of the most prized possessions I've had I put it in my safe along with other things and I, I had we hit the 15 year mark and my wife surprised me she's like okay Chad we're going to go to Ocean Beach which is right near us and there's this place I know that you've talked about for a while about taking your ring our my wedding band and melting it in to your grandfather's wedding ring and we designed this ring together and melted them together and they made this for us and it's my grandfather's wedding ring as well as my wedding ring of 15 years. And I think that this is what God wants from us. God, God wants you and I to just to meld ourselves into him, to meld ourselves into each other in such a unique way so that we live life from the heart and everything that we're doing is from the heart. And that's what today is all about. I'm looking across, I'm seeing the biggest man in the room. With the big shoulders and the white, I, just, I keep my eyes keep coming back to you, man. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because you're intimidating and huge. It could kill me if you wanted to. Maybe that's why. But I think that God's just saying to you that you're. I think that text is for you. He's saying that to all of us today. He's just saying it to all of us today. This is our gift to Ruth. Is where is Ruth? Where's Ruth? Is she in here? Is she taking care of ministry? Is she out? She's downstairs with the kids? Pastor, can I give this to you to give to Ruth? Is that okay? Okay, great. Um, she'll come up in a minute, and then we're this is our gift to her. Edwin, where are you at? Edwin, come on up, bro. Come on up. Let me grab my give it give applause for Edwin. And the band can go ahead and come up. We're going to sing one last song, and then Pastor is going to dismiss. I'm going a few minutes longer than we should. I, I apologize for that. Uh, I, I want to thank you again for having us and allowing us to come. Thank you for just letting us be with you. Has anybody ever rapped in your church before? No. Has anybody ever tap danced in your church before? You let us do that. So thank you for letting us do that. And and uh, I prayed for every person on my team that they'll all find their spouse in the 7-Eleven in Brandon, Manitoba. <laughs> my in-laws, I, I just can't tell you, I see my in-laws, I, I love you so much. And uh, thank you for having your daughter, Nicole. And uh, you've touched my life. so you didn't even know it as a church, but you've touched, you've touched my life so much. And I just want to thank you for allowing us to be here with you. Ruth, we were, during both services, we were working on a painting, and this painting is from my buddy Edwin, and uh, we on the drive up said that Ruth is a very special woman who has given her life to this city for a lot of years into the whole world, Mexico, and traveled the world and taken a lot of people. I I was 18 years old in my first year, and when I really met Ruth, was I was 19. And Ruth, every time I saw her, she had so much... She would sit me down, and she'd see in me something I couldn't see in myself. She encouraged me. She loved me. She wrapped her arms around me. She She truly believed in me. And we had so many conversations over the phone as I'm starting a program, and I'm in ministry for the first time, and she was coaching me and loving me. Um... And I'm telling Edwin, I'm like, okay, let's do this painting for her. And he just started to pray and think about it. So as you were creating this piece, tell us about it.
1: What hey What guys. were you thinking? <clears throat> hey, guys. Uh, well, it's, it's just I was hearing you speak, and you bringing the word and also thinking about uh, Ruth and what you were saying what she's been doing for the church and so really it was just um, it's a painting and it has a heart and, and um, I put Proverbs 4.4 4, and uh, to take hold and um, uh, put his word in your heart and uh, to obey his command you'll have a long life and um, and so I put that verse and that heart in the center and then there's all this red um, coloring around and um I'm not really sure what color red means, but I know that pink means healing and stuff like that. So there's healing surrounding this heart. There's just um, the, blood of, the blood of God covering this heart, you know, and it's just uh, and, and fire refining this heart. And through this whole process of you collecting the word and you going out and doing what God has called you to do, but at the same time He's working in you and working through you. It's just this process of Him just bringing you to the point of what He created you to be and what He wants you to do with your life. And, um, and so, yeah, just, I, I hope you take it. It encourages you to continue always growing and just through pain, suffering, joy, uh, happiness, whatever it may be in life, that you're always, um, steadfast on him and know that he, he loves you and he'll never leave you or any of you and that he just has big plans for your guys' lives.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Do we stand to our feet? Do we stand up? And uh, let's worship our God, and then pastor is going to come and close us out.